0: Once again, Robert Nauer, unfiltered. More stories about the USS John F. Kennedy and Captain Jerry O. Tuttle. Things not to remember. Well, as I said in the last podcast, I was talking about reporting aboard the John F. Kennedy, meeting all the new officers on board, getting used to the place, being a young junior officer, everything was so unfamiliar. And then I finally met Captain Tuttle after he had relieved Captain Mitchell shortly after the collision with the USS Beltnap, which literally destroyed the Beltnap. Recently, one of my best Navy friends from the John F. Kennedy, a fellow by the name of Bud Toma who ultimately got out of the Navy just like me, he said, Bob, please, please, you've got to stop thinking about Jerry O'Tuttle because it brings back so many bad memories. And I had to laugh at that because yeah, it did. Jerry O'Tuttle was just a horse's ass from the get-go. I mean, he made, Jerry O'Tuttle made Captain Bly look like a princess. That's how bad things were when Tuttle was in command of the John F. Kennedy. I guess as a junior officer and later as I progressed in my career, I guess when I look back I think Jerry O'Tuttle probably thought that since he was so goddamn short, and he was short, he was four foot eight tall. He was a he was a fucking midget. Anyway, I guess he had that Napoleon complex and he thought that just like Napoleon that he had to be an asshole in order to compensate for being so fucking short. But anyway, that's probably what could best explain why Jerry O. Tuttle was such a horse's ass all the time to everybody. So after explaining the first meeting with Tuttle um, and realizing I kind of really needed to stay away from him but you you almost couldn't no matter who you were whether you were a chief whether you were a enlisted whether you were an officer or a senior officer you were going to come into Jerry O. Tuttle's crosshairs and there are so many stories that I can tell you and others can tell you about Tuttle but I'm only going to tell you the ones that I personally remember and the people who were surrounding me at the time uh, the first story I'm going to start off with was what I'm going to call the uh, dining in, where after we had gotten back from our uh, second cruise to the Med, Gerio, uh, and we were supposed to go in for a short four month sleep, a very short four month period in the yards to do some titivation on the ship. He decided that he wanted to have a dining in at NAB Little Creek. That's Naval Amphib Base Little Creek. And a dining in is where all the officers and wives get together and uh, have a dinner. And so we did. And on the appointed night, we all showed up. I was there with my first wife, Jeannie, who was a Navy nurse, although she wasn't dressed in her nursing or officer uniform, she was dressed as a wife and you wouldn't be able to tell her distinguish her from anybody else being dressed in civvies however all the officers were dressed in their formal dinner dress and as things go it's just like any other party you get together you meet and mingle walk around with some drinks in your hands and chat until somebody dings the glass and says, ding, 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 ding. Okay, may I have your attention? And then uh, Captain Tuttle got up and he said, uh, we're going to have the chaplain's invocation next, and then we will sit down and have our dinner. And so everything was going perfectly fine until the chaplain gave his invocation And which was typical, dear God, thank you for being here. Thank you for saving the lives and protecting our people, blah, 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 and all that crap. And uh, so after the chaplain had given his invocation, and the chaplain who gave it was a Navy Episcopalian. And at that point, Captain Tuttle, still standing, said, everyone be seated. And right as he said that, for everyone to be seated, our supply boss at the time, which was a new one because Joe Konopak had left, and we had a new supply officer by the name of Judd Rogers. Judd Rogers, a rather obsequious kind of guy, ran up quickly from the supply table to the captain's table and pushed a chair under Jerry O's ass and seated him. Jerry Jerry O'Tuttle sat down. But as, as the entire room of 350 officers and their wives or girlfriends were sitting down. Now you got to picture this. Everybody's in formal dress. The women were all in gowns. <clears throat> very, very nice. Very elegant. And I looked off to the right hand side out of my eye. And I noticed Jerry O'Tuttle's wife was still standing up. And by then, everybody had been seated in the room except for Jerry O'Tuttle's wife. And she leaned over to her husband, the captain, the skipper of our ship, and said, Jerry, isn't anybody going to seat me? And within a split second of her saying that, and All of the adjacent tables to the captain's table could hear her say that we heard this blood curdling kind of response come out of Jerry O'Tuttle's mouth and he said to his wife god damn it if somebody wanted to put a fucking chair under your ass they would have so god damn it sit down you could have heard After he said that to his wife, you could have heard a pin drop in that dining hall. And for almost a solid minute, not a word was uttered. There was complete silence throughout the NAB Officers Club dining hall. Now my wife, the Navy nurse, Jeannie, was a Lieutenant J.G. at Portsmouth Naval Hospital at the time. And she leaned over to me and she goes, and in fact, my wife was sitting directly across from me, and she leaned over and she said, what a fucking asshole. And she said it loud enough <laughs> so that Jerry O'Tuttle heard her say that. Now, can you imagine? You're, you're a commanding officer of an aircraft carrier, and you see this woman who he knows is an officer, Say what a fucking asshole he is, and I noticed Jerry O'Tuttle looking at me because the my wife's back of her head was facing Jerry, and he had a look of Satan staring at me as if his eyes had turned coal black, and I was like, oh shit, there goes my career. Because of what my wife just said, I said, he's gonna be gunning for me forever for this. But then, slowly, chatter started to slowly increase in the room and conversation started to pick up, and there was lots of giggling and laughing about what Jerio had said to his wife. And things kind of, sort of, got back to normal. And then they started to bring the food in. But we all, at the officer at the supply officer's table, there was about 18 to 20 of us sitting there with the wives. We kind of glanced over at Judd Rogers, our boss, and kind of gave him a look like, what the fuck? What, what was the need to run up and push the chair under Jerry O'Tuttle's ass? Kind of look. And J- Judd Rogers just kind of ignored it. And we all went on and we all sort of glanced. I looked at Eric Norris and Bud Toma and we were all glancing at one another kind of like this is kind of surreal. But I then responded to my wife after she made her loud comment loud enough for Jerry O'Tuttle to hear. And I said, well, honey, I said, that's nothing unusual. That is how... Jerry O'Tuttle treats every single officer and enlisted on the ship, every single day. So you just got a taste of it. And she kind of looked at me like, really? Uh, Nobody ever treats our people at the hospital like that. And I said to her, I said, well, you know, the thing is you work, you're not a real officer. You're a a nurse and, and doctors. You're not real officers. You're just officers in name only. Maybe if you were on a ship. Maybe if you were deployed active duty, that would be different. But you're not real officers. And she kind of bristled at that. Anyway, the very next episode I'm going to talk about is going to be about a situation where I was walking down the passageway early one morning and ran into Captain Tuttle. So stand by for the next episode.